Attention all Criteria Cats in the Iowa City area. Our very own other host, Noah, will be performing with his band, The Strangers, at Gabe's in downtown Iowa City this Saturday, the 22nd. Hopefully none of the bandmates get mad at me for saying it's Noah's band. I'm sure you all equally rock, but Noah's the only one that's been on this podcast. Again, this Saturday, the 22nd, The Strangers will be playing at Gabe's. Tickets are $10. Doors at 7.30. Go rock out with your cock out. Uh, now on to the podcast. <laughs> I'm realizing now that Cary Grant also has big Mr. Big energy from Sex and the City. He does. Well, they, also, it's like Tall, Dark, and Handsome. Also, I'm a Sex and the City fan. It's a hidden fact. Wait, AJ. what? Hold on, hold on. We cannot start the podcast until you defend this. No, I've never told AJ that. I, my mom, so my, when my parents got divorced when I was a kid, my mom went through her hot girl phase, I guess. So she was like watching Hot Sex and the City all the time. And so my, my older sister was too. And I was like, just sitting there taking it in. At first, I was like, real like Midwestern white boy. I was like, this is cringe. Then I was like, hold on, these bitches are kind of spitting. They, they, yes, they are. They are spitting. They are. It was a good ass show. I mean, it's HBO too, so it, of course it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Who do you guys? Wait, who do you, who do you two relate to most as far as the four girls? Like, who who do you channel on a day to day basis? Yes, Gabe. Sammy's big Samantha. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. I think. With, like, some Miranda, but mostly Samantha. What and about you? I feel like you're carrying Charlotte. I, yeah, probably. I get to look like Charlotte a lot, but I'm not as conservative. No, I feel like you're... Yeah. Gabe, what are you? Yeah, Gabe. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely a big Sam kind of guy. Yeah, I see <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't get any play, but I... Yeah. You act like you could. You give up. You act like it. You know, you're like, I could be fucking. (laughs) This is the best thing that's happened on this show. Because I just went gay all of a sudden. Pops Blue Ribbon. I'm Charles Foster King. Snap out of it. Ahoy, sexy. It's showtime, folks. What is up, Criteria Cats? You are listening to Criteria Cast, the podcast you listen to if you just went gay all of a sudden. I'm your host, AJ. I'm that baby host, Gabe. And we are still in the midst of our series entitled The Summer of Love, in which we look at some of cinema's most passionate love affairs, whether they be two strangers who meet on a train and spend one night together, or a bumbling professor whose life is being destroyed by a chaos demon and her leopard. Today we are looking at the classic screwball comedy Bringing Up Baby, directed by Howard Hawks and starring Katherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. And seeing as how we're going to be discussing one of cinema's greatest duos, it seemed only natural to invite another dynamic duo famous in their own right. Together they run Archetypes Productions, which makes shorts, films, and stand-up specials. You know them collectively as Samber. It's Samantha Georgette Reed and Amber Steigelfest. Hello, hello. We're thrilled to be back. Well, I'm thrilled to be back. She's thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here for my debut on this podcast. Also, best intro. Thank you. I've really taken to writing full paragraphs, but yeah, we've been trying to get you on the show for a while. There's several episodes where it's just like, Amber, question mark, Sammy, question mark. Well, thank you for thinking of us. Yeah, we're thinking. thrilled. Absolutely. Let's just get into opening thoughts. Sammy, Amber, you want to lead us off? What'd you think? Um, I was in it from moment one. I saw the dinosaur skeleton and I was like, eh, this is my kind of a movie. I love a good dinosaur and skeleton. And a high-maintenance woman. You're kind of <laughs> my kind of a movie, a high-maintenance woman. Um, no, I, I loved it as well. I think it's just so funny. I think all their physicality is what makes the movie over the plot for me, honestly. Just even how silly they run and just how much you know from the second she enters and destroys his car that they're going to be together. 
Oh, yeah. Even just his glasses alone are funny. Like, he just looks funny in every shot, even when he's just like, do, 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 kind of looking around. And he yeah. looks funny, but he's so sexy that it's kind of funny they're trying to make him look funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he takes off his glasses, it's no one did it like him. No, no. Sammy said that's why they the glasses broke. Uh, they made the glasses break. Just uh, yeah, so when they make his... the glasses break halfway through the movie, I was like, oh no, now he has to be hot the rest of the time. <laughs> he suffers twink death. Yeah. Um, Gooby, is this the first time you've seen it? This is the first time. Uh, it was interesting because every film I've watched out of this like era has not had this like carefree kind of humor. Everything's kind of kind of seems like 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 tapered. As for this one, just felt very loose, almost improvisational. No, I know it wasn't, but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. a little bit. Was it oh, okay? Okay. Oh, wow, Gabe. I'm definitely going to queue up more screwball comedies because this is what they pretty much just were back then. People people talking like this as fast as they can. Like, hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing over there? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I made the mistake. I do this a lot because I have bad ADHD. I have to speed things up. I've put it on 1.25 speed. I was like, what the fuck's going on? What are they saying? Oh, my God. They're already Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, am I having a stroke? What's going on? That's a wild choice. I, 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 for it, but wow. I, I just have a very hard time, like, not if I, if it's not going faster than I'm like trying to, like, you know, deviate away from something, I can't do it for very long. So let's get into La Plate. So the skinny is, while trying to secure a $1 million donation for his museum, a befuddled paleontologist is pursued by a flighty and often irritating heiress and her pet leopard baby. Um, to go through it more, which this truly, this plot is, it's nonsensical. It's just yeah. there for them to do hijinks. But I'm going to go over it because there's a lot of great uh, moments to talk about the slapstick set pieces. So David Huxley, played by Cary Grant, has just received the last bone of a dinosaur he's been building, but needs to secure funding for his museum. Also, he's getting married tomorrow to a woman who is no fun. No fun. From moment one, I was like, ma'am, you suck. <laughs> yeah she's like the only straight character in the movie and even then she's like comically not funny where she's like we are going to have a loveless marriage you will focus on your work never never have sex yeah, yeah. i love it. i died when he was like there was a moment where he was like i wrote it down he goes you mean children and all that sort of stuff and she was like yes of course your work comes first and i was like children and all that sort of stuff was such a 1938 <laughs> way to be like so we're not fucking well, yeah. <laughs> like everyone has to have a honeymoon and his eyes for like the briefest second just like flip down to her vagina <laughs> it's funny that they just never had this conversation until he's completing the greatest moment of his life and his academic research she's like there's gonna be no reward for this <laughs> okay so i think this might be my 21st century brain but i thought there was like a butt sex joke in the very first opening scene is that just my brain please about oh and you oh, okay. need to elaborate. So I, 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 I just, I just pulled up the script. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh yeah, here it is in the script. It, David goes, "I'm not sure this is this isn't a part of the tale, Miss Swallow. You tried it in the tale yesterday, and it didn't fit." Was there just an anal joke in the 1938 Whoa. movie? Damn, <laughs> I <guess> that, <laughs> that delivered. Because. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no way around it. Because in the yeah, table, yeah. there's like um in the in Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew, he goes, "What with my tongue and your tail." Yeah. <laughs> so there's literary basis for that. So, 
been a butt sex joke. I bet it is because like my I, I I was like walking. I didn't have any expectations. I tried not to have any expectations when I watched the movies that anyone else recommends. And I, my ears perked up because I was like, was that a was that an anal joke? And I like locked in on the movie for like a hard good half hour before I had an episode where I had to walk away. But yeah, that like locked me in. I love that. I also love that. Um... I feel like every time I come on this pod, I'm bringing the hot literary references. Why was that I just calling Shakespeare? I know, that was awesome. That was great. We need that a little was... bit of that on this show. We're a bunch of dumb fucks. Yeah. We're... I fall into that category. Hell yeah. Um, so while playing golf with a potential investor, David meets Susan Vance, played by Catherine Hepburn, after she steals his golf ball and subsequently his car. Now, the official trailer for the movie describes Susan as a flutter-brained vixen with love in her heart. Oh, excellent. I feel like there's nothing to be said on that. Yeah, no, I feel I... that it was pretty accurate. She's like not a manic pixie dream girl, but a manic demon pix like nightmare <laughs> woman. Yeah, she has like no sense of consequence. And I feel like and he's just so nervous, which I feel like is what makes it so funny because she takes she doesn't even know if it's her car or not. She starts wrecking it, it's his car, but in her mind she's probably like, I could just get another. I could just take another. Who cares? I have to know, did everybody in the 30s just like leave their keys in their shit? Like I know, I was like, these cars are way too easy to steal. Yeah, we have we are stealing some cars. Well, I feel like because they had the same model car, I feel like maybe in the 1930s you could just put the same key into any of the same model and you're just like, oh fucking works, why not? Hondas are like that too. <laughs> when my mom used to drive a Honda minivan, we used to like unlock other minivans on accident sometimes. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me i mean there was like a chev like a chevy car that for a while the airbag bags didn't deploy and this was like 2008 like cars are just kind of shit sometimes yeah wait amber expand on on no like there's a couple times unlock other cars not on purpose oh. like if there was a minivan parked next to our minivan both doors would open okay so be truthful were you part of the bling ring yeah <laughs> no comment <laughs> That's what they did. That was their modus operandi, but okay, I'll take your word for it. It's on Honda, you know? It's it's not on me. That's true. You did technically legally unlock it, so at that point, I think there's a law that says if you didn't have to break in, you can take stuff. Yeah. I like that. Is that a law? Do you think that's a law, Gabe? I've always heard. That's my, le that's my legal counsel, and I have a theoretical law degree, so yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, so David and Susan keep running into each other at various social events. Uh, they all end disastrously. Like there's the one where they meet at a fancy, was that party or restaurant, something like that, like some gala event where they end up ripping each other's clothes. Incredible, incredible moment when she like walks through the hall and then like brushes and then goes, which is also I think, <laughs> the feminine urge to smooth down the back of your clothing oh, while you're walking. I found that so believable. I was like, because I am always out here, like making sure my ass is not out. Well, it's so funny too, because he goes from this awkward guy who can't, isn't even allowed to touch his fiance to all of a sudden her dress rips. And I feel like he just knows how to grab her. Mm -hmm. Amber was into Cary Grant in this movie. <laughs> no, I'm just sharing. I just felt like like they had they threw this fun <laughs> moment. I truly, I think they're one of the hottest couples in movies, which is so funny because the love story is almost a parody in this movie. Like they don't say they love each other until the last minute and it comes out of nowhere. Like he's fully annoyed by her for the rest of the movie. And then she goes, you know what? I think I love you. <laughs> yeah. She literally sees him and goes, I want that. And it works. 
I don't blame either of them, honestly. Like, that's my type, just to, you know, someone who's really annoying for a while, but I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> no, I, I love the whole, like, I do, I think that might have been, like, a bit of, like, a, a play where it's like, I, I hate you, get away from me. And she's like, oh, I can't, can't say that not to be wanted. She, like, went after him extra hard. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, I'm reading they, into it. They're the original, like, enemies to lovers trope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For real, for real. Which is like, they don't even have a middle point where they're like, oh, you're not so bad. It's just like, I want to be away from you, Susan. And then it cuts to her destroying his dinosaur. And he's like, actually, I love you. Yeah. Well, I literally, at one point I wrote down, um, I'm deceased. Imagine being so down bad. You pretend to be getting mauled by a leopard. Like <laughs> this woman really said, I will do anything to get this man. But like, can you blame her? It is Cary Grant. No. You know? <laughs> and the best part yeah. is he's more dangerous than a guy who doesn't know how hot he is, which is him in this movie. He yeah. just thinks he's a person. And she's like, no, no, no. Let's go break your glasses. I mean, to be fair, he is kind of a mess. Like, he's always tripping over stuff and, like, hitting his head. That's cute, though. We love a himbo. <laughs> yeah, he is peak himbo. There's... Uh, this is like his most himbo and if you watch what's up doc which is almost a remake of this ryan o'neill the same thing so very hot but put on a pair of dorky glasses yep it's weird how they put on glasses to be himbos these days i thought glasses were just supposed to be smart it's the disguise it's true it's, it's like well it's like the, it's, it's it's a superman move you know it's like he's a whole other guy he puts on the glasses and it's like oh it's 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 mild manner clark kent not yeah. literally the brick shit house Superman that's six foot five. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, Superman gets it from this movie because Christopher Reeve based what? his portrayal of Clark Kent off of uh, David Cary Grant in this movie. No that way. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that's perfect. Um, okay, so they've met, they have disastrous run ins, and then Susan gets a leopard, the titular baby. This is one of my favorite uh, just add-ins from a plot. It's like 15 minutes in, they're like, oh, what about a leopard? <laughs> yeah. It, it really getting a child together spices up any relationship. It's like, you know, most plots are like, this happens, therefore this happens. This is like, this happens. Oh, and I'll, leopard now. <laughs> I did not read any like plot summary or anything no, for this. I, I wanted to go in blind. And so I, for the first like 15 minutes of the movie thought she was baby. Yeah, it's like one and of those was... old titles where it's like Dollface and her name's Scarlet in the movie. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, she's baby. And then baby was baby. And I was like, Amber, that's baby. Was, that's like, baby. Pointing at the I was like, that's baby. <laughs> hey, baby. Whenever you say that, like with my modern con like, context, when you say she's baby, I'm like, <laughs> I had like a reflexive response where I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's so baby. Uh, but yeah, they get baby, and then Susan ropes David into taking the leopard to a farm in Connecticut. Also, she falls in love with him. A lot of hijinks ensue, such as Susan stealing David's clothes, a dog burying the bone David needs for the dinosaur, and eventually a second, more evil leopard. Yes, the <laughs> variation between good leopard, bad leopard was insane. Was I was awesome. like, how do we, the audience, know what Which the fuck leopard, leopard is? Yeah, <laughs> I should have put braces on one of them. Maybe a little bow to signify. Yeah. Baby could have worn a little collar, perhaps. I do think um, the tiger in The Hangover was inspired on this film. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's so real. 
But yeah, you pretty much meet an insane character every five minutes from then on. Like her aunt, who's just like, <laughs> Susan. And then you meet that one explorer guy who's always doing the animal calls. Yeah. I love him. He's cool. I thought the plot was going to be that like he was fake and he had never been because he wasn't yeah. recognizing the leopard call right away. He literally pops into the movie, just like looks in the door and is like, well, actually, it's 705. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck is this? Where'd he come from? Yeah. It was also, what was that when she was on the phone? That to me was like, I don't, I know there were a lot of left field moments in this. That to me was the most out of left field was that she was just like, it is 7.41 and a half. When you hear the tone, it will be... She's just got to keep talking. It's... Like, she's just going to annoy him enough that he falls in love with her. Yeah. It's the pizza her little voice is always in his head. Yeah. David, why are you mad at me? David, David, David. I don't think any movie they say each other's names as much as this. No, not at all. It's foreplay. Um, yes. Amber and I, like, 15 minutes into the movie, I turned to her and I was like... I'm Cary Grant. And she was like, yes. And then like two minutes later, I turned to her and she was like, I'm Katherine Hepburn. And I was like, yes. And we had like such a moment where we were just like, oh, I would do, you would do. What was the part where it was like, Katherine Hepburn was like, oh, you don't really want to stay with me. Yes, there was this one part where she was like, she was like, oh, you don't want to stay with me. Don't lie to me. You don't want to stay. And he was like, no, I do. And she was like, no, you don't. And he was like, well, I don't, but I don't want you to feel like this. And I was like, that is this hardcore. Yeah, I love her. This is one of my all-time favorite performances. It's my favorite Katherine Hepburn, who she's one of my all-time persons are just i'm so infatuated by her her type um and she's in full goofball mode which everyone's pretty much in full goofball mode which was one of the reasons howard hawks felt this movie failed uh, when it first came out is that there was not a single actual human as he described it they're all cartoons <laughs> but i thought it was, it was. they still had like moments of humanity because i was thinking about the part where uh, Catherine's like crying when she feels rejected by him towards the end and her performance there I felt like was so truthful mm -hmm. that was like one moment where I was like I don't even I don't know if like, this is such good acting I don't not that it's all great acting but it was such like dramatic acting I was like I don't know if this fits like I, I kind of that was that was like a little bit pulled out of it but I think that's just also because a lot of the slapsticky stuff that they make these days they don't have as much depth to it yeah uh, oh um I like you brought that up. Have, you, have either of you seen that new Jennifer Lawrence movie? The one? Not yet. Not yet. I want to see that. It's supposed to be some slapstick in that, but I don't know. It's like the only movie that's made money this summer. Is it? Which is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Just know that no matter what happens, <laughs> Nora Claremont has made more money than The Flash. That's amazing, though. I love that. The Flash <laughs> made negative two hundred million dollars. And yep. we've only made negative like two thousand dollars. Yep. Now that's a drop Hell in the yeah. bucket. Just a couple waitressing shifts. Yeah, just trying to break even. Yeah. Um, but that's all I got for La Plata. I want to talk more. That's to all you got for the plot. It, it was, was so clear and so nuanced. <laughs> that's all there was of the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about the jail? Oh. No, they yeah, jail. in jail. And with a jail. Catherine Hepburn does her gangster impression where she's like, eh, it's <laughs> me, Scarface Louie. Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. 
That was insane. <laughs> Nobody else was on the same page as her. And she was just like, guys, I got it. And I truly felt in that moment, like genuine confusion from most of the cast. I felt like most of the cast was like, hey, what's Catherine doing right now? Hey, got <laughs> hey guys, what's what's happening? I bet she was having a lot of fun. Uh, no, I know they were because they delayed production a lot because of their laughter. Yep. That's how making movies should be. We love to see it. Yeah, see none it. of this yelly, yelly, everyone's mad. It should all just be goofball antics. Goofball. Every day I wake up. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get into part two, making of Baby. Uh, the film began as a short story written by Hagar Wilde in Collier magazine before being purchased by RKO for a little over $1,000, which would be about $30,000 today. Uh, Howard Hawks was in pre-production for Gunga Din at the time, but when that production became increasingly delayed, he looked for other projects landing on Bringing Up Baby. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Howard Hawks, but he's the GOAT. When you said I... Making a Baby, I just, I was like, two leopards got together. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, inside you, there are two leopards. One is baby. One is fucking insane. One is, one is carny. One fights with a dog. It, I thought that's what that movie was. It's like a military comedy, isn't it? Uh, Gunga Din, I've never fucking seen. I don't know anything about Gunga Din. I, I yeah, it's also Cary Grant is in it as well. That so, was like, I mean, that was like 60% of movies back then. He yeah. picked Cary Grant up and he said, I'm leaving this movie. Come with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hawks hired screenwriter Dudley Nichols to work on the script with Wilde. Eventually, they came up with a 202-page script, as well as beginning a romantic relationship. That's cute. I know, just banging out, bringing up baby, writing bits with your soon-to-be partner. That's the <laughs> highest form of love. That's pretty yeah. awesome. That's really cute. I love that. Content creation with your with your lover, ten out of ten. You're not just partners in life; you're partners in art. Exactly, partners in um, we 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 make our own life together. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the role of Susan was written for Catherine Hepburn, though RKO was hesitant due to Hepburn's high salary and lack of box office successes for several years. Um, and this movie would actually. Uh, and her yeah. on a list oh. of box office poison. They literally put her at top of the list of box office poison. Yeah. Hey, AJ, want, want me to kick, should we kick into the game? We want to hold off. You want to do Gabe's financial corner? Yeah, we're gonna do a game. We're gonna do a quick game, everybody. Of, uh, pick pick a number that is below the actual price. Don't go over the price that you think it's or be close. Just don't go over the price. I love the it's, title. It's a good title. It's a work. It's a working title. Um, anyways. What do you guys think uh, the, I mean, AJ has it right here. So AJ, you're excluded. <laughs> no, right. dude, I'm not looking. All right. So do you guys, do you think, uh, what do you think the, the budget was real quick? Oh God. They hired at least one leopard for a long time. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Maybe, what's maybe, that maybe that, quote? Maybe, oh, a rawr no concept I yeah give us like, what's like a ballpark okay. yeah in 1937 you know currency how much did this movie yeah. cost you know I what we'll, we'll, 70K. We'll, we'll just we'll just we'll just go to um we'll just go to like what do you think the gross box office was 
Don't try to do like, what's the inflation? None of that. Just like a number you think makes sense. Really poor. I'm certain it was bad. Um, 20K. Okay, go way higher. Please go I way higher. I bet it was like four Calvin Coolidge dollars. Um, <laughs> you paid with a sack of beans. Two million. I was going to say 200,000. So we're very, we're. Okay, well, Samantha won on a technicality. It made. It, domestically, it made like seven hundred thousand dollars, and in I think in foreign, it made like uh, three hundred thousand. It was it, it landed around like eleven hundred. Oh wait, no, and I'm how, sorry, one point one million. How much did it cost? Uh, to make it cost about one point one million. Still lost less money than the Flash. It did yeah. lose net less money than the Flash. Yeah. Flash deserved to lose that money. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, just why did they think people wanted that? It had been delayed for a year. We had all been like, we don't want to see this person, this movie, or this universe. <laughs> Ever. And they're like, yeah. but we want to show it to you. <laughs> yeah, but what if we put a lot into the marketing of it? If we just spend even more money, would you want it more? That's like the type of uh, guy who just is like, oh, if I text you and show up at your house and send you flowers, you'll finally want to be with me. That's so apt. Show up to, you, show up to your house? Some do. You've never done that, Gabe? No. <laughs> when I'm invited, maybe. Oh, you'd be surprised. When you're invited, oh. it's the only way to do it. Yeah, when you're invited is correct. I feel like that's the only answer <laughs> that makes sense. I don't want to get criminal charges is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's valid. That's valid and yeah. fair. Uh, so like Gabe anyway. said, uh, the film began with a budget of 760000 although that ballooned to well over a million dollars by the time it ended. Production had a difficult start due to Hepburn's lack of a comedic background. She frequently overacted, trying too hard to be funny, and Hawks brought in an old vaudevillian to help coach her. Wait, that's so cute. I, I would give anything to hang out with Catherine Hepburn in an old vaudevillian. Yeah, yeah this is amazing. Hang out with that's a vaudeville? Villian? Villian? A villain. A That'd be a. That's like a C tier Batman villain right there. The vod villain. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. It's like before you can get to the Joker, you must conquer the vod villain. His bits are so funny. They make you laugh yourself to death. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a giant cane. That's his weapon that he uses. Yeah. To yeah. Batman. <laughs> he only fight. He can only fight while dancing. So he can't just like whip the cane he has to be doing and whipping the cane yeah sounds like a pimp this bot villain sounds like a pimp kind of now yeah <laughs> it's gotta have a big hook on the end we gotta move away from it's the for the tail, it's for the tail. <laughs> um grant and hepburn often ad-libbed their dialogue and frequently delayed production by making each other laugh the scene of grant asking hepburn where the bone was took over six hours to shoot because of the star's laughing fits and now things were more expensive back then. Yeah, Stop. they're shooting on film. That film. is the most expensive thing ever back then. I'm like not 10 bucks. I would be so angry if I was anyone else. <laughs> imagine being a PA on the set. I would be like, imagine the boom op. The bo poor boom op is like. Here and this is before, yeah. This is before any kind of quality. They're just holding it. for. They, that dude was jacked. That fucking boom mic guy was jacked for sure. Yeah, they always are. Are they? Uh. No. Dude, Gabe, you should come uh. up here and work uh, some job like that, like be a boom mic operator. Or... That'd be so Gabe. fun. Gabe, come boom on Archetypes Productions' next set. Yeah, I'm down. What's, it, what's, it, what's pay? Love. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. 
Yeah, I'm kidding. I, I'll, I'll do it for funsies. Yeah, hell yeah. That's honestly the best. Don't, don't promise that. Don't promise that, Gabe. I mean, I'll, if you like make food, I'm there. Easy. That's like the best way to get me to do anything. It's like, Always if you're, like, our hey, meal. Okay, yeah, awesome. If you're like, That's hey, food truly is free. really all you need to get someone, you know, at least your friends and stuff is just make them a meal and they'll oh, yeah. be down for anything. Honestly, I'd be down just going on sets. I like, I like being on camera. It's, it's a good place to show your face. Yeah. Instead, we hide behind a Spotify account. They only hear our voices. Uh, did not soon. 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 Yeah, we're gonna have a TV show spinoff soon. Yeah. We'll be on some like <laughs> bullshit ass streaming service like Crackle or something. Oh. Oh my God. Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> It'd be like Freebie or Mubi or something. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been seeing. I've seen so many ads for movie lately on my YouTube recommendations. I'm like, huh. We could probably honestly buy Turner Classic Movies at this point. I could see Yeah, I could I see feel it. like they they want to get rid of it, obviously. They do. Uh, during filming, there were four different versions of the film script, all of which Hawks would pull from just intermittently. Uh, production <laughs> went well wait, over budget wait, and schedule. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. drafts. And yeah, just four did. different drafts. <laughs> It's insane. That does explain a lot of the scenes, though, where you're just like, uh, and, and leopard. Okay. Yeah. And, and random Irish man who, what does he do there? He just I, I, hangs around and drinks. So he, he was hanging out in a stable. I think this is so like 1930s rich person where like they have horses on the property that they had to have a stable boy. Of course they do. They have leopards. Yeah, they have leopards. <laughs> they just have a, like, a, like a lion tamer on staff. It was like the OG note. Yeah. Oh my god. Kinda. Me saying yeah and then processing what Amber said. That was literally, <laughs> I just carry granted that. I was like, ah, and, ah, yeah. Oh, honestly, Amber, I just want to get married. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, uh, production went well over budget and schedule due to Hawks' leisurely attitude on set, as well as shutting down production several times to go see a horse race. <laughs> Stop. That's literally... When she was like, oh, look, the circus, that was Hawks, but. Oh, yeah. It's like, I take the day off. But having having money on set, not needing to shoot 20 pages before lunch. Well, the thing is, they could probably get through 20 pages just of dialogue by talking faster than any human ever has. Like, what do you want to do, David? We're going over there. We're looking for the leopard. Blah, 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 blah. It's the height of comedy. Honestly, I wish that was still like that. I truly, I wish movies. I would be cast in so many movies if no, that Sammy, was... straight up, you need to watch His Girl Friday. You have such Rosalind Russell energy. Thank you. I love that movie. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh. I'm glad you've seen that because if you hadn't, that would have just blew my mind. Are you guys, do you watch a lot of like old, old ass movies? I'm a certified old ass movie enjoyer. I like old ass movies. I've seen some, but I don't know. I've been, during the pandemic, I showed Amber a lot of old ass movies. A lot of old like screwball comedies. Yeah, I remember watching Nora last uh, last night, which was a pleasure. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie and the experience. But I was noticing a lot of things that were very similar to old screwball comedies, and I was just wondering if like they had any uh, knowledgeable effect, if it was like intentional. I think it definitely was in the writing. Um, Andrew based like a lot of stuff on commedia, like old commedia tropes, and and um, we assigned each character an archetype of like. Of, of a, a comedia classic character 
so that was a lot of what we did yeah there's like several scenes there's a really famous scene and it happened one night which is the first ever screwball comedy where they uh try to hitchhike from a car going down the road and so when that happened and nora i was like oop yeah yeah uh, it, it's a mad 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 world that's one that's pretty similar to that it's a bunch of just crazy characters all on a mission to find something there they're on a mission to find buried treasure well um, the title the title is it's a mad 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 world yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh, where was i yeah, where you? both leopards were played by a tame leopard named nisa hepburn was unafraid of the leopard but grant was terrified so most scenes between grant and the leopard were achieved through rear screen projection and traveling mats wait i'm dead I'm dead. That's so, that's Poor so Gary Grant. I would be like, yeah, I want to act like the leopard. And, and I'd be like, keep it away from me. Yeah, I, there's several I, scenes I, where you can see the reflection of like glass that was in front of him and the leopard. The first time he sees the leopard when he goes in the bathroom, you can clearly see the reflection. And I don't, I don't blame him. I don't want to be in a fucking room with a leopard. Like the face is too pretty. We can't risk this. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, Catherine Hepburn's just like smacking him around, pulling on his tail. <laughs> it's I love her character she went yeah she i said, love that dynamic yeah i just love how like the guy's like no what the hell is wrong and and her just like like being all over that little leopard i don't know i, I like the dynamic yeah uh, there was actually one time where she almost got mauled she wore this like sparkly dress and she turned around and the leopard just pounced on her but the leopard trainer was on the side and he just whipped that thing it's so weird being an adult and realizing that like you like your peers are now the people with the important jobs like yeah like I would not want to look at the leopard trainer on set and think to myself huh we're the same age and we know the same amount yeah like oh leopard trainer is pretty hungover from last night hopefully he's on. <laughs> I'm sure they probably are a little more on their game it's not like how I've gotten every production assistant job where I just see someone's Instagram hey we need a lion tamer for tomorrow <laughs> no previous experience necessary if you've been to a zoo we're down yeah it's 180 hey. for the day <laughs> yeah we're on this we're on this western shoot and we need a gun specialist for the day anyone know anybody wild that they're still releasing that they are yeah they finished oh. filming and that and the flash can go have a cute little baby together <laughs> <laughs> Oh, movies these days. They need to be like old-ass movies. Okay, so the film was released to mixed to negative reviews and became a notorious box office flop before eventually being reappraised as a classic later. Uh, this led to Katherine Hepburn famously being put on a list of box office poison due to this and a couple other movies she had made, like uh, Holiday, uh, some other movie. Holiday's good, too. That's a more yeah. low-key one. It's just like a hangout. But there's a lot of good physicality in that, too. There's a great scene in Holiday where Hepburn and Cary Grant do, like, this tumble routine. It's fucking lit. Uh, she yeah, would eventually bounce back with the Philadelphia story. Okay. That was her next thing after this. Um, It was a couple of years after this, and she did it specifically just so she would have a surefire hit because it was a huge <laughs> hit on Broadway at the time. Yeah. Yeah, let's sing. I can't give you anything but love, baby. Hmm? What? <laughs> You're the only thing I'm thinking of, baby. baby. You know the song they sing. 
there's that one scene where they're all singing yeah, that's the song that keeps baby calm but they're all singing it outside a roof oh, and then like yeah. the leopard starts screaming the dog starts barking it's you the gotta loudest remember, thing ever Gabe watched it on 1.25 times speed so i i i so this is like one of those things like I, I did slow it down but i just have a very selective memory i don't know why this has always been an issue for me people will like mention things that i definitely have done or seen and i'm like what are you talking about that's why we go over la plate when we do this yeah i get that i honestly i have both times have needed it both times that i've been on this pod i have re i've required the plot going over yeah, this is, I've this seen is this movie issue. several times, and even I'm like, uh, pff, when happens? What happens when? I remember the hijinks separately, but I don't remember what order they come in. And and that's like a it's also a bit of an issue with selective memories. Like it's like like the first two minutes, like butt sex joke. That's locked in. I had to talk about that. But then the song is like totally erased. Yeah, he didn't remember the song. I can't give you anything but love, baby. I literally, there was this one part where he said something. He was like, let me, fuck. I don't remember what he said, but he said something about like not wanting to be like talking. He was, and I was like, that's me at all times. <laughs> um, also the part where he was like, there was like, um, oh, when they were at the dinner and he kept like getting up and being like, excuse me. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, just he doesn't, great. doesn't yeah. care at all. He's not even looking at the dude trying to talk to him. Really me. There was one part where he was like, oh, I've never been there. And I was like, this is me <laughs> holding a conversation. It's like so like. <laughs> yeah, this movie's pretty wacky. Yeah. Amber is, I believe, finishing up. I think probably another minute. We can do some we can do some trivia while she's away and then just splicing her reactions later. I'll do AI. Yeah, that's that's a great plan. I think she's about to be done. You all signed the waiver, right? That I can use your likeness to reproduce later for if we do a gritty reboot. Yeah, I love oh, it. You, you're going to have to work that out with my other guy. I already signed a contract about that. What the fuck, Gabe? His name was like Lucifer or something. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. He actually bankrolls yeah. this podcast, so we're, we're chill. Oh, we're okay. Yeah. The, the Umbrella Corp. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's all him. <laughs> That's it's awesome. All. That's good. Gabe, I have an idea for our one year anniversary is we somehow do like AI of Lin-Manuel Miranda's voice and have him on as the guest. <laughs> I can get that set up. I think I just I need to know if that's illegal or not. It, it kind of is, but who gives a fuck at this point? Like, at the, like if they, if they, if, if Lynn Mel, like if he strikes us down now, it's like, well, we have, we can get back here pretty easily. Liza. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen the the Hamilton um the fucking like demo tapes of yes of course when he's singing all the like skylar sister songs yes but my favorite is that one that's like not on there that he's like we were married that night it's awful it's like the first draft of what became helpless and he's he's he goes um oh we were married that night i scream up to the sky this one's mine <laughs> 
like every time I listen to it I cannot not like cry with laughter Sammy have you heard his version of Gethsemane from Jesus Christ Superstar why should I die take this cup away from me that's my favorite like when he hits a high note hits a high note when he's like trying <laughs> it's so strange that's not even like that high of a note. he easily should be able to hit that just with his voice already being that high yeah and he I doesn't he doesn't song. go for the the sh the shrill falsetto the rock when he's like why should i die no i i do love when you see the strained face though when someone's sitting there like <laughs> the neck starts jutting a little bit like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my favorite person who does that i feel like sutton foster puts her chin so far forward when she's singing so she'll just be like she'll look normal from the front and then she'll turn to the side for a moment and you'll just see like that thing. yeah <laughs> hey it gets results yeah i mean it, if it, it, it if like yeah if it works it works that's all more power to you but it's when it doesn't and you just see them like constipated face you're like yes that's yeah. a perfect moment have you guys seen the slow-mo <laughs> Hugh Jackman in uh singing uh Bring Him Home in Les Mis. No, oh my I don't god. think so. I'm going to. Oh what's my your, god. What's your opinion on his performance in that? Mid. Um, I feel like some of the acting that he does sometimes I'm like, yes, King. And every once in a while when he's singing, I'm like, yes, King. And then consistently the rest of his singing, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, exactly. You wait, hang on. Who's pulling up? Should I pull it up? Will you share? Can I um, share? Yeah, hold on. Uh, I don't know what video it is, so I guess you pull it up. I got it. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> stop stop he's already dead <laughs> oh my god that's so fucking funny bad 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 just uh, that whole movie frustrates me yeah yeah oh certainly because lima is rocks and that movie doesn't yeah aaron is good Oh, Aaron Javert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he can—he's an actual singer. Singer, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Javert. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, Russell Crowe is Greek goat in that though. Have Don't I ever showed me. you? Have I ever showed you my my stars? My impression of of. I can uh, do a really good Russell Crowe doing. Please. Stars. Do you want me to do it right yes, now? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, I'll shut the door so that Amber can have her door. There, out in the darkness. A fugitive running. <laughs> there, out in the darkness, a fugitive running, fallen from God, fallen from grace. God, be my witness, I never shall yield. I have to make this face Even awesome. Even that sounds yeah. too polished for Russell Crowe. That sounds you you can't not sound good. You have to. Uh, I'll turn that 
the fugitive running. Two, four, six, oh, one. The only, the only guy that has him beat is Gerard Butler in Phantom of the Opera. Yes. <laughs> it's so mean Dude. that they let him be in that movie. Like, Dude, come on. Also, not, not Gerard Butler. What do you do with Gerard Butler in a musical? I'm sorry. That, that he's one of the few guys that does not belong there. No. Not at all. We were talking about um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and then I showed them the 0.5 speed version of Hugh Jackman doing God and then we've been talking about the lamest. I really like Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia saying it right now. Yeah, that's a good performance. People like so what? He can't sing? Can you? Like fucking are you perfect? Well this this is odd. I just I I just watched Mamma Mia today. I was I donated like plasma today and Mamma Mia was on the TV there. It's very comforting. It's not. It's no. It's 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 a fine musical, but it's like not. Fine. I'm like. Fine. While you're getting your blood drained, I guess. Yeah, getting, getting your blood drained is not the vibe. I'm thirsty, Mike. Honey, I'm still free. Take a transformation. What's what's wrong? So when you near me, darling, could you hear me? Yes, so was. Um, Waterloo. Couldn't escape if I wanted to. I was just talking about uh, in second grade when I made an entire Mamma Mia parody album called Diarrhea. Uh, sing it. That's so funny. Anything sing it right now. Uh, you know, diarrhea, there it goes again. My, it's my. leaking down to my feet, yeah. <laughs> real um just like a pooper scooper they all had a very similar theme i love that what happened to you guys where you're on the phone with someone and then you have to poop so bad they don't have time to tell them you're going to the bathroom to hang up so you'll just go in the bathroom and you'll like mute like you'll ask a question so they talk and then you mute yourself while like while, and then you <sighs> mute yourself keep talking mute yourself and then you just sit there until the phone conversation ends then i did that with addy for the first two years we dated <laughs> <laughs> I like to play games where I'd like put it on the ground and then mute it, but my face would be in frame and I would just go like. <gasps> I love that. I see why you guys worked out. We're both goof, goofy <laughs> goobers. No, uh, I've definitely done something like that, but I've just like not muted. <laughs> Power move. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely taking a shit. Just taking a shit. I'm I'm a very quiet shitter though. I like I like serenity and peace and quiet. I'm just like very dialed in. Well, I know what the clip's gonna be this week. Quiet <laughs> shitter. Yeah. Me with my arm romantically around Amber as Gabe's like oh, quiet shitter. I think I think half the clips are me out of context talking about something profane. I mean, it's not like the context would make it better. We're in theme. Let's get into Maria and Trivia Net, goddammit. <laughs> um, the scene in which Susan's dress is ripped was inspired by something that happened to Cary Grant. He was at the Roxy Theater one night, and his pant zipper was down when it caught on the back of a woman's dress. Grant impulsively followed her. I get it. That is so... Would that be can- so Would good. he be canceled for that? I mean, he didn't do it intentionally. Like, I'm sure he wasn't, like, putting his zipper on it. He's a gentleman. He's too handsome to suck. 
Yeah, please no one cancel Cary Grant. Just, he's dead, you know, let me have this. I don't want <laughs> Cancellation. Like, every, every actor below a certain point probably did awful things. And even most actors and directors and producers today continue to do awful things. That's why we're here, yeah. making a difference. Oh. <laughs> I thought... I thought... I, I thought I thought you were to say like that's why we're doing it so we can get away with some. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe's coming to Los Angeles basically just to do the plot of the Idol. It's a good plan. You don't play the Idol podcast. We do. We're, oh, we're I'm banning yeah. it from this episode because we're going to do a full retrospective uh, next week because Addie and that I was, are about yeah. to finish. Are you finished with it, Gabe? Yeah, I finished it, and I also think I think I was talking so much about it that one week. So I think I think I kind of all right. No more, like, no more of this curious. episode. We're gonna do a full deep dive into the idol next time. Sure. Once to torture Cary Grant, Catherine Hepburn put a stuffed leopard through a vent in the top of his dressing room. He was out of there like lightning, wrote Catherine Hepburn in her autobiography. That is awesome. so good. On Are set pranks, on set pranks for life. Yeah. It's such a love language, pulling pranks. Yeah, doing like, bits. Thought about me. Is that yeah. like the 1938 equivalent, though, of Jared Leto? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I you just compared thought. Catherine Hepburn to Jared fucking Leto. That he's the devil of this podcast. I hate that man with every fiber of my being. I think I think I think the antagonists of this podcast are Jared Leto. Recently, the weekend, and then always. What, what's his goddamn name? God, he, he sounds like this a little bit. AJ, I, you have a way better impression. Who? Are you, oh, Woody Allen. Woody Allen, thank you. Yeah. Oh, whoa! What about Zombieland? No, Woody Allen. We hate Woody Allen. We hate Woody Allen. Woody Allen's. Wait, awful. Woody Allen's in Zombieland. Is he? Am it, I miss? Are no. you thinking of Jesse Eisenberg? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're thinking of Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh, we, yeah, we... oh gosh, there's so many zombies. They're gonna infect me, and I already have so many illnesses. They went away. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> yes, Woody oh, Harrelson is the lead of Zombieland. Yeah, he's like, what's his name? It's some like southern name. Yeah. They're, oh. all named, they're named after cities. Bala Hassey. That's Bala it. He loves Twinkies. Does yeah. I've never seen a Zombieland. I will confess that. Right I now. went on some dates okay. to the Zombieland movies. That's you went to up. both Zombielands on a date? Uh, no. The first one was our was like on my computer in my bed on our first mm. date, second date in theaters. Oh, nice. I had it planned because I was like, I want to see Zombieland two in theaters because that's confirmedly a date, so I can be a little hoe and watch it in my Zombieland one in the bed to get it started. Oh. You're you are Catherine Hepburn in this. You're just master manipulating. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Zombieland for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Did you steal this man's clothes too? No, I don't think I ended up with anything. Oh, that didn't mean she didn't that's, drop. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's I've I've lost so many clothes just to casual like kind of things. I'm like, how, how did you how how did he get away unscathed? That's always a thing. You gotta stop fucking house elves, man. I do. That's the real issue. Yeah, he keeps giving his hookup socks to free them. Yeah, ooh, dirty socks. You know what a dirty sock is? <laughs> I give him I give him the poop sock. 
the no 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 elaboration we're moving on Catherine Hepburn loved to talk which caused problems for Howard Hawks when he needed to shoot scenes when she ignored the assistant director's repeated cries of quiet Hawks just motioned the rest of the crew to stop what they were doing until she realized she was the only one talking she asked what's the matter and Hawks said you're acting a good part of a parrot and if you're going to keep on doing it we'll just sit here and watch you Amber I'm gonna start doing that to you I don't talk that much. I'm way more respectful on set than anyone in the world. Um, so after he said that, uh, Catherine Hepburn took Hawks aside and told him not to talk to her like that because she had a lot of friends working on the film. Hawks called to an electrician on a scaffold overhead and said, if you had a choice of dropping a lamp on Miss Hepburn or me, who would you drop it on? That's a great question. I'm going to start asking people that at sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the electrician told Hawks to get out of the way, and Hepburn just said, I guess I'm wrong, and never misbehaved again. I guess I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> you're handling your problems. You're just like, well, fuck me. Hey, then. she admitted she was wrong, and that takes a lot. Yeah, that's not like him. <laughs> we'll we're going to talk about this after the podcast. Right? <laughs> Um, David's response to Aunt Elizabeth asking him why he's wearing a woman's dressing gown, because I just went gay all of a sudden, is considered by many film historians to be the first use of the word gay in its roughly modern sense, as opposed to its original meaning of happy, carefree. Really? Yeah. It wasn't widely known in mainstream media until the 60s that that uh, meant. They coined gay. <laughs> so this movie's got a butt sex joke and the first gay joke. Someone, someone put those two together. Hmm. Just connecting the dots. Connecting the holes. Uh, and this was voted the 14th funniest <laughs> comedy of all time on the AFI 100 funniest comedies list. There we go. I love that. AFI is pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. All right, let's move on to Bad Letter Boys. We're gonna be wrapping it up soon, but I just want to share some bad reviews of this movie, and then we can clown on them. Oh yeah. Uh, so this review is by Dave Randall. Uh, he said, Irritation disguised as humor, a cinematic torture device. Human Centipede 2 was an easier watch. So he's never been laid before. Ooh! <laughs> Amber just fucking bodied David whatever. Hey, I swear to God, if, if... <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if one of these is like, this movie's old, it's, it's, it's enough. That's enough of that. Yeah, like half of the re bad reviews we always do is like, I hate old movies. I always them. wonder, I'm like, why? Thanks for sharing. Like, why yeah. did you watch it then? Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't particularly like going to water parks. So like, you're never going to find me in a water park going, I fucking hate it here. I wouldn't be there. But hey, you're better than most of the scumbags in Hollywood we just discussed. This is, this is true. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, uh, I'm a certified old ass movie enjoyer, uh, so I will always fuck with uh, just four by three black and white boring ass old movie that your grandpa watches. I'll be like, yeah, it's cinema. We should make one. I would love to make an old screwball comedy. Addie and I have been pitching ideas for a while, and I Addie wants it to be less screwball, and I'm like, no, 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 full full screw. Let's let's do a full screw. Full screw. Nora Claremont to hey. Nora Claremont Kills God. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> um, this next review comes from Steven Spielburn. Uh, they say, more like boring me, baby. Oh, he should be a writer. 
I know it's so fucking clever, Kyle or whatever the hell your name was. He's not even man enough to say his name. Yeah, hiding behind a letterboxed account. We don't have any of our names attached to this podcast. I don't put my last <laughs> name on this shit. My full name. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you guys are lending your credibility. Yes, yeah. we are the sign off on this Did podcast. You, when do you want us to give you our address and our socials? By the way, uh, it's okay. Oh, my yeah. people will send it over. Just check in. To be fair, though, you guys are uh, guests who have never said anything that could potentially get you put on a witness list like we have. There were yeah. several episodes where we were getting a little crazy talking about how to build a bomb. You know, sometimes that's where the episode goes. And who are you to say I can't take it here? It's hot girl bomb summer. Haven't you heard? Hell yeah, hot bombs. That sounds hot like poop. Baby. <laughs> Uh, this next review comes from Nor. I'm pretty sure we've had a Nor review on this podcast before, but Nor says, This movie did the impossible for me, presenting a Hepburn character I desperately wanted to choke to death, and for that, it deserves an award. Is it being choked to death, like, in a kinky way? Or just, I know. Yeah. I was, if it was the the, uh, the latter, I'd be like, can't disagree there, but I don't want to <laughs> choke her to death. I just want to choke her to coming. <laughs> joke that's a joke i'm not <laughs> i'm gonna put a long break after that when i edit it a full one minute <laughs> that's not even close to the horniest no, thing I, that's been said on the show no not at all no I, I think you could just like like do like the whole like a choker to coming and then just got big like like cut away sound like the dun 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 <laughs> kind of insinuating there's more Oh, yeah, my technical difficulties. All right, this next review comes from Kate with a martini glass in her profile. So Kate says, if you ever doubt your capacity to kill, do yourself a disservice and watch this movie. This has inspired me to create a short list of the fictional characters I most want to murder. Number one, Susan in this film. Number two, the Marx Brothers in Duck Soup. And number three, Scarlett O'Hara. Whoa, that was a wild list. That was a wild list. This lady's got some aggression issues. Yeah. I think she needs to put down the martini glass and pick up <laughs> her phone Therapy. for her therapist. I would like to see her fucking kill the Marx Brothers. That would never happen. If Catherine Hepburn is like a 10 in terms of chaos in this movie, they're like a 20. They just seek to destroy everything. I also find it wild that she rated Catherine Hepburn in this movie above the Marx Brothers. Like, if you're annoyed by this kind of comedy, the Marx Brothers are your number one kill. Also, yeah, they're so- yeah. easily more annoying. And there's three of them. Yeah. But no, she just wants to be Scarlett O'Hara. Or not, not Scarlett O'Hara. She just wants to be this girl. That'd be fucked up if she wanted to be Scarlett O'Hara. It'd be wild. Could you imagine? We're coining that for her. Martini lady, put it away. Yeah, racist ass martini lady on letterbox. Just some random user I'm choosing to dogpile. Uh, what is her name? Diane? I've already closed the link. Ooh, Diane. <laughs> Fuck you, Diane. Um, yeah, that's all I got for bringing up baby. Let's do some final thoughts. Uh, so Sammy, Amber, you want to start us off? Oh, me. Um, I think it's an awesome movie. I honestly love it because I feel like it's just comedy for the sake of comedy, which we need more of these days. Um, and yeah, I these think days. these days, well, no, I'm saying like we, we need you to kids make these days. These kids these days. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like, um, all the, comedies we watch now are so just generic and they don't let crazy things happen and i think we should start making more crazy things like nora claremont kills the president 
Good time. Shameless Bringing plug. it back. Shameless plug. We'll let you plug at the end too. Don't worry. Um, and then for my final thoughts, I feel like uh, in this movie, I finally found someone who matches my level of uh, anxiety and it's Cary Grant because that man was twitching for an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, yes, King, I get it. I love the part where he keeps trying to butt into their conversation. He just goes like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. And let the woman speak for once, you know? <laughs> She did a lot of speaking. I don't think she was yeah. ever cut off. Yeah. Never enough. Okay, Gooby, give your two cents. Um, shit. I really wish I didn't take a melatonin before this because I'm really crashing hard. Sorry, folks. Well, it's uh, the last 30 <laughs> seconds of the show, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I had a great time. I had no expectations. So, like, coming in and right off the bat, I just hear, like, a butt, butt sex joke. I'm like, even in modern context, I enjoy that. So, like, seeing that this was a 19 pre-1940s film, I was like, hell yeah, I'm locked in for the next 15 minutes until I see something in the distance. But yeah, no, it was a great time. Uh, no alcohol required, you know. Okay, put down your martini glass. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so finishing it out, this is one of my favorite movies of all time, one of my favorite comedies. I love Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn. They're two of my favorite actors of all time. So this is just the perfect formula for me. I'm also a certified old ass movie enjoyer. So, you know, if you're a normal 24 year old, you might not get as much out of it, but I love it. I give it a solid five stars out of five. Sammy, Amber, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, follow us on Instagram at Archetypes Productions. That's A-R-C-H-E-T-Y-P-E-S-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S. We're about to get an awesome rebrand. Thanks to AJ. Yes. Keep an eye out for that. Um, watch our most recent sketch, which will be out by the time this drops, which is called Cabbage Patch Pissed. Watch Nora Kamal Kills the President. Follow us both on Instagram at Samantha Georgette Reed, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-G-E-O-R-G-E-T-T-E-R-E-E-D. And uh, at Steigel Festival. Uh, you can find it S-T-E-I-G-E-L-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L. There we go. That was a Gotta national merit scholar, everyone. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Sammy and Amber, so much for being on the show. We'll definitely have you back. Uh, some of our favorite guests. You are some of our favorite guests. Yes, we love you. We love the pod. Best pod. And the pot. In case oh, yeah. And the weed. Uh, and thank you all for listening so much. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube now. Uh, follow our Instagram. It gives me a reason to post, which is mainly why I do this, just to post. Um, yeah, and just, like, be cool to other people. You know, don't be a jerk. Maybe have some fun every now and then. And we'll see you at the movies. Yeah.